Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, December 6th. S&P futures are trading up about eight points. That's about 25 basis points. Europe is rallying about 45 basis points. And Asia finished higher pretty much across the board with the exception of India. Um, so another very slow morning in terms of incremental news. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why we're continuing to rally since, you know, that Wednesday morning Bloomberg headline about how talks between the U.S. and China are still on track. And they're making progress, et cetera. Um, you know, that continues to kind of power the narrative forward. So, so long as the markets have hope for a U.S.-China phase one deal, um, you know, that kind of makes everything else almost irrelevant. Um, and that's kind of the mode we're in. So, you know, I, I guess there were maybe two major macro headlines out this morning. So there's a report that China's waiving some U.S. soybean and pork import tariffs. Um, you know, again, a, a mildly positive new uh, piece of news in terms of um, a sign of the talks being on track. Um and then there was a uh, you know very soft German industrial production figures for October, um, and if you kind of just go back over this week and look at the economic data in aggregate, um, you know it's been very mixed. You had some uh, you know some U.S. setbacks, uh, especially on the manufacturing ISM um, and on the ADP jobs report. Europe, um, China's uh, PMIs were a little bit better, but you're really not kind of seeing this dramatic uh, inflection higher in global economic growth. Um, so those are the two major pieces of news. There was an, a Reuters article that was a, a lot more interesting, but probably more nuanced, and it's it's not really getting a lot of attention. Um, just talking about how you know the Hong Kong pro-democracy bill that was passed a couple of days ago in Congress, uh, Trump signed into law that Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, you know, China was was okay with that, um, but this other bill that concerns kind of um, some of the the Muslim activities that are occurring in China that recently passed the House and it's kind of working its way through Congress. So there was a Chinese official cited in this Reuters article talking about how, um, you know, that bill would actually be particularly damaging to U.S.-China relations if it actually were to come into law. Um, and that, that bill, quote unquote, went too far. So it will be interesting to see if that makes its way to Trump's desk and if he signs that into law, kind of if that were to be disruptive to um, the U.S.-China talks. Um, and just on U.S.-China, so I published... The uh, scenario analysis a couple of days ago, um, and I continue to think the market at you know above 3100 is pricing in um, at least the base case, if not getting into kind of some of the better and best case scenarios. Um, and I look, you know, I look in that scenario analysis about tariff rollbacks and everything. Um, you know, so we're again kind of not really leaving much much room for error in terms of any any you know mild negative development. Um, you know, we're we're definitely prone for uh, a downside move, whereas if the final phase one agreement were to kind of just comport with the base case, um, that's probably a sell the news reaction at this point. Um, and I continue to think we're not going to see a final phase one deal by December 15th, but you're likely to, you're likely to go, you're going to see those December 15th tariffs um, suspended. Um, so that's kind of it in terms of macro news. Um, you know, just as far as this OPEC stuff. So it looks like OPEC is going to, on paper at least, Increase the production cuts from 1.2 million barrels a day to 1.7. So that's an incremental 500 million barrels per day. Um, but it's not entirely clear 
if this represents incremental production cuts. So it may kind of just codify what is actually occurring on the ground at the moment. So Saudi Arabia is overproducing its quota. Other countries are cheating. So this 1.7 may actually just reflect what's happening on the ground. Um, and it may not reflect any incremental production cuts from Saudi Arabia. And again, it, you know, it, Saudi Arabia is impressing on some of these other countries to start complying with their quotas and bring production lower um, and stop cheating. But it's kind of unclear if that's going to happen. So you're not seeing a dramatic move in oil markets just because it doesn't look like this is really, um, like I said, a, a real material kind of shift in the supply demand dynamics. Um, on the micro side, there are a ton of quote unquote growth earnings reports out of the US last night, um, a lot of cloud software numbers. Um, I would say the re reports were mixed. The bar for these companies is is very high at the moment. You saw that kind of this week with Salesforce Workday and a few others where the numbers were fundamentally fine, but you, you know the stocks struggled to rally. And I'd imagine you're kind of going to see a similar reaction play out today where um, you know just going through the reports and looking at the numbers, looking at the growth figures and comparing them with the street consensus, most of them were fine. Um, but like I said, you're definitely kind of seeing... Um, a, a a very high bar for these names at the moment, where investors you know don't necessarily want to rush in and buy um, growth stocks at the moment. Um, Ulta, the bar was very low for them, and they and they certainly exceeded it. So that stock was rallying nicely in the after hour session. Um, just looking at the calendar for today, obviously U.S. jobs at day thirty are going to be very much in focus. I have a pretty extensive preview in the Vital Dawn this morning. Um, I kind of think it's going to be largely irrelevant. Um, you know, the ADP report was pretty soft. So if you were to see a, a jobs report in the U.S. Uh, from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that was in line with ADP, that certainly would suggest a, a kind of deterioration in economic momentum. However, again, I think kind of China hope will obviate any any negative kind of macro development. So I think the market would be able to absorb a negative jobs report relatively well. Um, and then in terms of an upside report, you know, I, I, I think there's really kind of no number that that is that that could be too strong, and that I don't think the Fed, um, the bar for Fed hikes at this time is very 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 high, and it's really predicated more on inflation than it is on jobs. So, um, you know, we could have a very very strong jobs report. I don't think it, it really changes the Fed dynamics all that much. Um, and just quickly looking into next week with the Fed meeting, um, again, I think the Fed is very much on hold now for the very very foreseeable future. So probably all throughout 2020, barring some catastrophic shift in growth inflation dynamics in either direction. Um, you're probably going to see the, the dot plot next week evolve in such a way that it suggests the Fed is kind of on hold. So you're going to see the dots move lower a bit, but just to kind of reflect the current Fed funds rate, um, again, suggesting that the Fed is not going to be moving for the balance of uh, next year. Um, I also kind of have a look at the major macro catalyst left for the month of December in the vital dawn. So obviously you have the Fed ECB next week. You have the UK election, the whole impeachment process. You know, again, I think um, you know everything so far, including all the news yesterday. It's really kind of uh, evolving in a way that's consistent with expectations. You could see the House Judiciary Committee vote and pass out articles of impeachment next Thursday. The full House could vote by uh, Christmas, and that will set the stage for a Senate trial um, starting in January. You know, I think the big issue at this point is whether or not these votes are entirely partisan. Um, meaning, will you see any Republican defections to vote for impeachment in the House or the Senate? Um, you know, there's there's really no way that Trump is not going to be acquitted in the Senate trial, and you're not really seeing the market react to all this impeachment news one way or the other. Um, and I think that's appropriate. So, I, like I said, I think it's more 
going to be whether or not any senators defect. Um, and I, and there are a few other items in there to watch too, in terms of catalysts for the rest of this year, including the China Economic Work Conference, which takes place at the end of December, where they will set their economic goals for 2020. So people will be watching kind of the, um, the GDP target for next year that they come out with. So that is it for today. Um, nothing uh, in terms of earnings for this morning, other than uh, Big Lots is the only scheduled earnings reports. Um, so that is it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.